We got to get the Thunderball. Yeah, we got to talk about Thunderball because we put it off last week. Right. We've got to, I mean, we're already an hour here. So we got to talk about it. I mean, what's your, what's your take on, uh, on Thunderball overall? Well, the first thing you know is you got to notice right at the beginning that it's a different opening. Yeah, different opening. And uh, did you see that email that one guy sent, yeah. sent to both of us where he's like, you got to talk about the, uh, the little gun sight opening in it. It looks cool. It's the first one where it looks cool instead of some guy whose arms just sort of flopping like a rubber band. So the backstory is that it wasn't Sean Connery in the opening credits of the first three. It was some stuntman. And they had to reshoot it for Thunderball because it was the first one they shot in CinemaScope. Right. So the aspect ratio now is like super widescreen. Yeah, what uh, what the guy, uh, his name is Pete. Pete says, I hope you guys call out the opening gun barrel sequence now that it has a decent action to replace that. Hey, I've just had my right arm anesthetized. Let me flop my gun towards you in a very theatrical, very melodramatic, and perhaps a little bit campy, and why not? I went to a boarding school too manner. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah. Because it's, it's so clearly not Sean Connery. Yeah. But this new one is. Right. And it's Sean Connery doing his thing. Right. It's that article, that one article that was in the show notes from a couple of weeks ago about Terrence Young, the director, and and that the thing that he liked best about Sean Connery when they were casting a role was just the way that he moved. And it's true. He's just he just has a cool way of moving his body. It just has total mastery of his body. And the guy in the, the gun barrel sequence in the first three was did not. No. So it's a good opening. It's a good opening. And you know what? I mean, listen, I love the first... We started talking about this a little bit last time. I I love the first three Bond movies. I really do. I like them more watching them this time around because it had been years since I had... I mean, I know that I'd seen them as an adult, but it had been years. And seeing them all three like this, and we talked about last time, you pointed out they really do feel like a trilogy in a lot of ways. They, They really do. A really good trilogy. And now you've got this one. And you're like, okay, what is this? But the, everything everything about this, and like I'm trying, whenever I watch these movies, I don't just try and think of them as they are today. I try and think of them as they m- must have felt in, up, up to now we're talking about the mid to late 60s. Right. How did they feel then? Was seeing, was seeing, because today, seeing Sean Connery as Bond in a jetpack is not cool. But back then it was very cool. And I remember right. seeing it as a kid and thinking it was the coolest thing ever. Like, man, who I, a jet, is that real? Did it really work? Is that a guy? Is it effect? And finding out that yeah, it actually is real. That made it even more cool. Why would he use a jetpack in that situation? I don't, I don't think. Right. He like, how did he get it there? How did he get it? Because there? he left the church after they did. Now you can think that maybe he passed them somehow because he drives faster. But he not only got there and was sitting in that chair in the study, he'd also set up uh, a jetpack on on the roof. I'll forgive it though because it was pretty. It was a pretty badass move. Yeah, it was pretty cool to just get on a jetpack, but. You know, he, he's there, he gets on the jetpack. I mean, it just... It, you know what else I, just, I noticed it watching it this wrong. time, and for the first time, is that there is, it, starting, I guess, with uh, the second movie, with From Russia With Love, there's a, 
uh, it often is the case that the theme of the opening is somehow making you think James Bond is dead. Like from Russia with Love has yes. has uh, uh, the the killer from Smirsh is on a training mission, right? And, and it's I, not I, only I, just a guy in a tuxedo; they actually put like a latex <laughs> right. James Bond mask on the guy, right? Which makes no sense, but it makes the audience think, "Oh my god, I just saw James Bond get killed," and it's right. only thirty seconds into the movie. Um, and then this one opens up with a funeral, and it says JB on the casket. It makes you it makes you think that he's dead, and then he isn't dead, right? right. Which leads into, I, I guess, I think it's the next one, right? You only live twice. Yep. Where it's actually explicit, but we'll get to that next week. Overall, I mean, what's your take on this movie? What's your take on this movie? I like it, but it is it is sort of the big, you know, it's the one where that now it's now it's a it's an action blockbuster, not a cool spy movie. Yeah, it it went very much from being force, you know, a, totally a spy movie kind of thing to being very much a Yeah, I mean action isn't isn't exactly the right word for it, but yeah, that that's it fe- it no longer feels like it's about a, a it's about a, a guy on a mission. It feels like it's this everything is bigger. Everything is just bigger. You can't keep turning the dial up on the volume into and eventually it's, you know. Right. And so, you know, Goldfinger had the the plot to disrupt the entire world economy. Now you've got nuclear, actual nuclear weapons. Right. You know, the, there's the nuclear weapons. You don't know exactly where they're going to be. It turns out, you know, Miami, but. Right. And so they do turn it up, though. And there's like some cool scenes like when Bond gets called in and uh, and the meeting isn't in M's office. It's in like this cool, big, like lecture hall. And all the double O's are there. Yeah. And Bond's the last one to show up. Of course. Uh, now that we're all here. <laughs> and he you know, gives a cool look. But you don't actually get a good look at any of the other double O agents. No. Right? Which is cool. It's very mysterious. Right. It's sort of like the and way I'm they trying to think if they ever film. even show them. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, this must have been which movie? Because I know you've watched all these again recently. It's been a long time since I saw any of the, the sort of Roger Moore eras. But was it 005 or something that's in one of the movies who's dressed up as a clown yeah, when he's running? Rod- and- I forget which one, but there's a Roger Moore where, where 006 or 008 or something. Yeah, 008 it is- must have been. And you don't, which- so you don't really see him either. And that's what I'm trying to no, remember. No, you do see him, but he's got a clown. Yeah, he's a clown. He's dressed up as a clown. But it's almost like there's a thing where you only see James Bond. You don't really yeah. – I mean you see him, but you don't really see. I think the one where they break it the, the most uh, – where they really break that is Goldeneye, mm. because the Alex Trevelyan character—I forget his the actor's name—but uh, there's the opening where they're on like a they're working to get it's two guys it's it's uh, uh, Brosnan and this other guy you know he's like a blonde guy and they're double six and double seven on a joint mission okay and it ends up he's like a double agent all right but yeah at the time though they didn't show the other guys. And there is a preposterous coincidence, like in Thunderball, where he's at this health spa recovering, and it just happens to be the same yeah. health spa so where weird. where they've 
they've are going to do the switcheroo between the guy who had the cosmetic surgery to look like the the NATO commander and the guy the real NATO commander who they kill and bring back to ditch his body at the health spa like it's it's just a impossible coincidence and you're just supposed to get past it like cuz the whole movie hinges on the fact that that one of the nine, I think there's nine double O agents. I don't. I think it goes from one to nine. I right. don't think there's a double O zero. No. Uh, that one of these nine guys, and all nine have been called in, right? But this is this is them turning the volume up to ten. This is them saying this is as 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 important as a mission can get. Terrorists have taken nuclear weapons. Yeah, that's about the most important thing. Right. All double O. It's not like one. We're going to assign a double O agent to this. All of you are on it. Right. Uh, and it just so happens that one of them is not not just one of them, but James Bond right. is, happened to see the guy the night before. And like, not not only was he at the place, but he happened to uh, already see the guy's dead body. Like, it's it's just a I don't know. It just isn't. It's a little it's, contrived. Yeah, it's contrived. Yeah. Now Too again, so out. so I think back and I think, well, was that because it wasn't like they sent him to that health spa because they were already on on the case of this? Wasn't like, and, and I haven't read that novel yet, so I don't know. I would bet in the novel that I would hope that it's not that coincidental, but they you know skipped that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there was a lot of that for me in this movie. I I thought you know this is this is the kind of thing where again when he's you know when he's in front of the, uh, yeah. When uh, or rather when he's tied, you know, tied down to that machine. Which I mean, come on, you know, you know that he's gonna get, you know, he's that thing's gonna get turned up to high. Yeah, but it's sort of a stupid way to try to kill him too. Was that was he supposed to kill him? Yeah, I think he was trying to kill him. But it's a stupid way to kill him because he was tied down. So why not just come up and stab him in the back? Yeah, it didn't didn't make any sense. And then right. here's the other thing that's a real okay. So you don't really know how long he's on the machine. Is he on the machine for you know five minutes, an hour, two hours? You don't know. No, they had they showed the clock, so I think he was on for like five minutes. Okay, so clearly this if it's borderline going to kill him. You know, I mean, yeah, I get that he's James Bond, but right after that, that he almost dies, he just sort of shakes it off and all the you know. Nah, and then he's right. going to make love to that woman. You know, most guys, you run them around the block a couple of times, they don't want to make love to a woman. Then, you right. know, right. they're done. But he's James, James Bond. He's a superhero. See, and that to me is is what this, this marks. There was a period of time where for a long time, and I think maybe it was just, this was the beginning of it, he really kind of did become a superhero. Right. You know, and this is the thing that almost, it, it surprised me when I was watching the the first two uh, Bond movies again, um, is that in many ways during during those uh, during those movies, that people do get the jump on him. You know, people do uh, surprise him or do something that he's not really expecting. Uh, things don't go to plan. Yeah, like know? how the hell did Oddjob get in his hotel room? That doesn't make. You know any when he's sense. down there, he's down there bitching about the Beatles. Yeah, and, in, in and, the refrigerator. Yeah, and he's chilling the uh, the champagne. Right. And Oddjob sneaks up and gives him a karate chop. But how the hell did he get in the hotel room? No, it doesn't make any sense. But the, the point is, the point who goes is, in there? Who doesn't latch the thing in the hotel? I always do that. Right. You always. That's the first you make, thing you do. 
First thing you do. The second thing you do is start wiping everything down with, uh, you know, with (laughs) bleach and alcohol. (laughs) You know, rip the sheets off the bed and put, you know, tarps. Well, and you got to search, search. You got to search, search the room for bugs. Search the room for bugs. The movie, I think Thunderball gets better though once he gets to. Is this Jamaica or is it where? Where is it in the Caribbean? Oh. See, wherever watch, the hell they are. Yeah, wherever they are. I watched a couple weeks ago. It gets better. Suddenly it gets – it tones down, right? And he's yeah. on the case and he knows there's something to do with this guy's sister down there and that's all you know. And it's like the 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 cockamamie comes down and he's you know he's serious. He knows they're looking for nuclear weapons. But all of a sudden it gets small again and it's pretty cool. Like the scene in the casino I thought was pretty cool. Great, great casino scene. Love that right. scene. Right, with this sort of uh, double talk with uh, – uh, what's the guy's name? The eye patch guy. See, now you're making me forget all this. It's like I was going to say it a minute ago and now I can't remember anything. Oh, man. Now I'm not even sure I've seen the movie anymore. Right. Who's the eye patch guy in Thunderball? Help us out there. Is it Largo? Uh, Largo, that's right. And he's and he says that uh, – Yeah, I saw the chat room, chat room is saying Emilio Largo. Right. I thought I saw a specter over your shoulder. Right. He goes, what? It was the specter of defeat. <laughs> and it's sort of like a, there's a pretty cool, I know who you are and yeah. you know who I am. Yeah. But I'm not sure that you're really doing what I think you're doing. <laughs> and you know that you're doing what you're doing, but you're not sure. You don't want to, you can't just knock me off because that'll let everybody know. That'll let my side know that you're. Right. Like if I get killed, they're going to come down here heavy. And you're not ready for that yet, right? So it's actually, you know, that kind of makes sense, like the way Largo plays it. Like there's a cool, it actually works out. Why doesn't Largo just send, you know, have have him killed? Uh, and so the casino scene's pretty cool. Uh, and everything, I think everything from there gets pretty cool until they get underwater. Did, you know, I, I read. I read that something like, like I don't know, some large percentage of the movie was filmed underwater, right? And a lot of it looked fine. A lot of it looked good. This is the and it's the last movie directed by Terrence Young. He right. didn't direct Goldfinger. He did. The, this is his third of the first four that he did. But the underwater stuff, I, I find in, at this point interminable. I thought, you know, just, I thought it looked pretty good for its time. It it looks good, and I can only imagine. And I, you know, the movie was a smash hit in at the box office, and I think it was because nobody had seen this sort of stuff before. Yeah. But in hindsight, now and that it's not that amazing, uh, it just it just really goes on for a long time. I mean, how many times can you see a guy get a spear in the back? <laughs> Apparently, a lot, a couple right. dozen times. Apparently. I don't know. I, I I feel like I feel like this movie again. Going back to my point about him becoming a superhero, it almost is like he's a, he's a superhero at this point. Roger. Nah, Moore see, was, I don't think so. Uh, I think there was the. Nah, see, I don't think so. No, I, I disagree with that. I don't think it happened yet. I think the problem is that the plot was too. Like, where do you go from here? Like, I want. I, I'm sure that they. I know that because it was like a sensation at the box office that they yeah. weren't thinking. Well, we'll do one more Thunderball and then that's it. That they were thinking of it as a series. But I think they went the wrong way by thinking, yeah, I don't know, that, that we've got to put the whole world at stake. 
because then it became hard, you know, how do you follow this up? If he just saved the world from nuclear, a nuclear holocaust, you know, then where do you go? Yeah. I don't think though that he came across as a superhero. I like the scene, I like the scene where he was kidnapped. Uh, but I don't understand, that's one thing, I don't understand the motivation of that. Where his colleague, the woman who he was working with from, from the British Secret Service, yeah. got kidnapped. He went to try to break her out and they, the, the, the sicko guy killed her. Like, you know, he was, <laughs> you weren't supposed to kill her. And he was like, because he's just like a, he's like a sicko. Yeah. So he kills her, right? Why does Bond go back to the hotel? Like he he knows she got taken there. Like he goes back to the hotel, and there's a strange woman in the room, and he's he's like not the least bit ready for when he opens the door after 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 they screw, and they're ready to go out for the night. He seems truly surprised that there's a couple of thugs waiting to take. <laughs> I know. Him. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. right. Uh, it just doesn't. It seems like if he was ready, you know. I, I mean, and how could it doesn't make it just doesn't make any sense? Like, how could she think that he would do that? Like, you know, it just seems really stupid. I mean, you know, he likes to screw chicks, but it just seems in, <laughs> in a room in a room where his colleague had just been taken and killed. His, yeah. his colleague had just been killed. Yeah. Uh, but then I like it when he escapes and there's the the festival going on. And he gets shot in the leg. I think it's a pretty good scene where where they're like tracking the blood and he's hiding, uh, and uh, and they corner him at the nightclub and he sees the guy at the last minute and turns her around and she gets shot <laughs> and he sits her down and he says, "Mind if my friend sits this one out? She's just dead." <laughs> yeah, I love the look on the guy's face. Yeah. He like looks at her. They, it really he, doesn't make any sense why why he goes back to that hotel. No, or if he does. He should go back with somebody and keep have his gun out at all times. Like when you open that door, wouldn't you have your gun out? Well, if I, I mean, if I had a gun, I would keep it out, armed at all times and just, you know. At least they fix, They did fix Felix Leiter. Yes. Right? Yes. But isn't that weird though? That's the sort of thing they would never do in movies now. Like like they'll go back and like, like what do they call it now? Reboot. Retcon. But they like reboot a series, right? So yeah. it's like when they made that new Superman movie a couple of years ago or they make the new Christian Bale Batman movies. Right. It's just understood that this is a clean break from before and we're recasting the role. Yes. So Alfred's new and the Batmobile's new, blah, blah, blah. But these weren't – you know, there's always like a gap between the previous ones and the new ones. Whereas these, these James Bond movies were all made within a year of each other. Sure. And like from one year to the next, Felix Leiter is just like a totally different guy. He starts out, he's Jack Lord, and he's a totally cool guy with sunglasses. Yeah. Then in Goldfinger, he's an old man. He's an old dude, yeah. He really seems like almost like a, like a grandfatherly like desk, like a guy with a desk job. And now all of a sudden in Thunderball, he's back to being, he's not Jack Lord because Jack Lord was doing Hawaii Five O, but he's clearly, they, they cast a guy who's like that. And this guy is so cool, he, he still keeps his sunglasses on even at night. That's right. Like I like to think that that was like a regulation for the CIA in the sixties. Like no matter where you are, any time of the day or night, right. you need to be wearing sunglasses. That's right. Like, but he was a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was finally. Fa- and how many movies? Because it has been a long time since I've seen the next few movies that are coming up next. How long was this guy, Felix? I don't. I don't think he appears again. 
That's what I was going to say is, is yeah. like they get him right. And then who plays yeah. him again? Or is it yeah. just the character's gone? I can't remember. I don't think he's in You Only Live Twice. But what's interesting about next week's about You Only Live Twice yeah. is that there's a guy, the station chief in Japan. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. um, the the British Secret Service station chief in I think it's Tokyo, but he's in Japan, is a guy who two movies later plays Blofeld in Diamonds Are Forever, and it's not like they did his makeup or hair. Right, different. right. Just bring him back. That's right. I remember reading that that they used that they brought him back for that. So weird, right? I don't understand. Could you do how... that like in the sixties? Like, is that the same thing as like taking a, a, a completely Caucasian woman, putting a little no, eye makeup no, no, on no, her? No, because and... he do, he doesn't play a, a Japanese guy. He he, he he's British. You know, he is the British. Right, he's... but I mean, it's the same guy. Yes, I don't know. They just were fast and loose with the casting. And the other thing too about. Uh, the next one about uh, you only live twice is that this is the one where Blofeld. That's the one where Blofeld is played by Donald Pleasance, and it looks you finally get to see him, right? And he's he's Doctor Evil. Yeah, he's got a big scar yeah. on his face, yeah. and he's bald. Yeah. Whereas the guy that they've had for now, they've been consistent up until that point, where he's this guy you never see his face; you just see him sitting on a chair with his pussy on his lap. Uh, <laughs> but he's not bald. You can see right. over his head; he's got black hair. Yeah, he's got black hair. And he's kind of tall, whereas Donald Pleasance is sort of like a little like a like a golem type figure. <laughs> it's almost like uh, what you you'd probably never watched Doctor Who, but there's this one I can't remember the, the dude's name. All the Doctor Who fans are going to get really upset with me. Uh, but there was a uh, there there's one of Doctor Who's like main nemesises who keeps who who every he, they would keep changing. They would keep changing his appearance, but it was like part of the show, you know, that he would yeah, change his appearance. Yeah, and this yeah. isn't. It's just like no. they keep changing him up. Yeah. Oh, you know what else? You know what other scene I like in Thunderball? It's towards the beginning, and it's Largo in Paris. Yeah. They're yeah. having like a specter meeting. Uh, and it's a great scene. Largo parks his car, and the guy's like, you can't park your car here. And he turns, and the guy's like, oh, Mr. Largo, you can park your car wherever you want. Yeah. And yeah, it like goes in and it's some kind of weird like civil service. Right. Uh, it looks it looks like the place you'd go to like if if you're really impoverished in a foreign country, right. like they might give you a loan or something. Oh, the right. master. That's that's the dude's right. name, the master. So yeah, so um it, it looks and it looks tall I mean it looks horrible. And then he it's just so weird. He goes through what looks like a almost like a like a like a flimsy little closet door right. that he goes through and then he pulls out I don't know what it's supposed to be. Some electronic device slides a cover off of it, hits a button on it, and this thing that like now, whenever they have gadgets in movies, they look super futuristic. They don't. Right. They don't try to make them look like how would this really work? You know, right. they they look like something out of ten years for you know ten years from now. This thing looks like something that he wired up in a you know in his, his spare time. Yeah, that there really were only like ten of them. <laughs> yeah, and and he and he hits a button. He kind of glances behind him like nobody's going to come walking by and see the secret door opening. Right. And then it opens up, and then he walks in, he sits down. And then again, you're in the Austin Powers room with – It's uh, super cool, right? Yeah. Super cool war room, yeah. right? And it's a Ken Adam, the same guy who did uh, Dr. No yeah. and Kubrick God for Strangelove it's, and did uh, Goldfinger's Lair. Uh, and it is – it's funny. It's ridiculous that they would make – 
that Spectre would spend the money to make this preposterously <laughs> posh meeting room that they surely only use a few times before they have to change the secret location. Right. But it kind of reflects the Bond movies themselves, where Spectre blows all this money on a really cool uh, meeting room, and the Bond producers actually blew the money to build that set for a three-minute scene. <laughs> right? It is kind of... It's cool, and you yeah, know what I mean. Exactly, it's, like kind of represents the movie. It exactly, kind of cool. that's very funny. But this is it. It is the beginning, I think, of a lot of the stuff that was spoofable by by Austin Powers. You know, like with the electrocution of the the guy who was double crossing the Spectre. Yeah, it's you know it's. It. I feel like somehow this movie doesn't hold up as well overall yeah. as the previous three before it. Right. You're really supposed to be blown away by the underwater finale. Yeah, I think so. And I, I'll bet you were in 1965 right, or right, six right, or right. whatever it was, that it was just phenomenal that they shot all this underwater. And you could see that it really, a lot of it really was Sean Connery. You know, like they, they lit it well enough and he had like a nice big mask and you could see it, Sean Connery down there doing this stuff. But it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite sure how those spear guns work either. Like, how many times do you get to shoot? This seems like something you only get to shoot once, but it seems like everybody, you know, somehow figured out a way to reload them. <laughs> Pretty fast too. Yeah, I could, I could take or leave the. The underwater stuff. Like I said, I think I think for its time it was probably pretty good. I thought that I don't I don't know how I, I think it looks good for its time, but so much of the movie was about that. Right. Now you I it's been a long time since I've seen the the next installment. Right. What, what, what do do you have any advice for those of us who are just about to watch it again? Well, it's good. it's a little racist. Should we skip that one? No, I can't skip not, not I don't think it's offensive. I think it's I think it's, you know, like in a what do you call it? What's it called? When a, you know, like but just casting uh, white actors in Asian roles, yeah, type of thing. No, it's pretty good. Okay. Do you rewatch them again when when we watch them, or do you just go from memory? No, I've been I've been rewatching them. Although I have to admit, I fast forwarded through the underwater stuff in Thunderball this time. But you have watched it once. No, I have. I've watched all, all you can ask it. is to for people to watch the underwater scenes once. Right, and with with Goldfinger, I we rewatched and listened instead of listening to the actual movie. I had my I used uh, the MPEG three of the uh, those Criterion ah, yes. commentary things. You know, the thing that stinks about the next few though is they're not out on Blu Ray yet. I've just been getting them from iTunes. No, I bought the. I, that's the other thing is I bought the first four on Blu Ray finally, and and they look great. Thunderball too. It it does look good. It really is. It's a pretty. It seems to me like they got a pretty good print. Uh, but uh, the next few, I think they're, 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 you either have to get DVD or, or rent them from iTunes. Rent them or buy them, do you think? Uh, well, I don't want to buy them because I think if you buy, you can only buy the standard def. Like, I'm done buying standard def movies. Oh, yeah, I mean, I have the, the ones that I, the Thunderball came across with a high def and a standard def. When I, I bought that, to, bought that. I I'll have to look. I guess if I could buy it high def, I'll buy it high def. All right. All right. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Hey, I don't know what we're going to do next week. I'm going to be in New Zealand. Well, 
Yeah, I'm right. I mean, and we're running out of time for this week. I don't know. I mean, it, both Marco and uh, uh, Merlin said they would record a like a bonus episode. Yeah, when you're really know. screwed. This way, this thing's screwing you. Yeah. Be- and I thought by having all of you guys in different parts of the country that it would sort of insulate that, like the government yeah. does with their, you know, they never have the people in the same flight or whatever. But it's that. So what know. are they going to do? They're going to do a bonus show before they leave. That's what they were thinking, but you know it's Wednesday they, already. Yeah. I don't know how it's going. So I mean, maybe we'll just have to have a take shut down for a week. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing: How long have you been doing five by five? It's just a little over a year. It's amazing. I don't, you don't. You never talk about it, but you know, for the same reason that, that nobody really wants to hear people. Nobody wants to talk about what what it is they're they're doing. But but I think you deserve some congratulations. Oh, I, think, I think it's it's a big thing now. You go to the iTunes, like the 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 podcast listings, and you've got like six of them well, it's, that, are, it, I, that are like all featured. I can't take credit for that. No, but you, it's a lot of work, though. You don't take weeks off. That's the thing. Like it's easy enough to say, "Well, all right, at, at Wednesday at noon, you're going to record this show with me or whatever." But yeah. it's it's every day, yeah. every day, every week. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, have you taken a week off since you started Five by Five? Um, the week before Christmas and New Year's, nobody could do anything. So I still worked. I, I used that time to work on the CMS and things. We didn't do shows. So, right. but not other than that, no. But I would have. I would have done it if other people had been around. Right, but you're like the essential man. You're the lynch linchpin for all these shows. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to be. But yeah, I don't know any other way to do it right now. Well, you got You need. You need like a guest host or something. I guess. Need to get like Gary Shandling. <laughs> yeah, that would be the perfect, perfect replacement. Who would be? <laughs> I would love it, if Gary. Sh- I would love to do I, this show one week with Gary Shandling. I, w- I would love to listen to that. God, that'd be great. <laughs> All right, I don't know. Well, I don't know when we're going to. Yeah, I don't here. know. So, so either we'll do a bonus episode, or more like more than likely, there won't be an episode next week. Uh, right. So the today is today is February 9th. So the uh, we're talking about the. Uh, the next, I guess. Well, but the week after, you'll you'll be back, right? Yeah. But the the day, the sixteenth, which is the week of the fourteenth, we we might not have one. All right, but who knows? Maybe I'll get there, and maybe uh, maybe there'll be the hotel bandwidth is good enough, and, and yeah. But you know, I don't know. I think eleven o'clock now. I mean, what the hell time is it there? It's like we could do it at a different time. Christ Almighty! It's eight in the morning there. I mean, that means that the show started at six in the morning. We'd have to do it. We'd just do it at a different time. It's all right. Right. We'll figure it out. Do you know what's funny though? If you think like, hey, eight in the morning there and it's two in the afternoon here, that's not that different. But guess what? It's eight in the, after- it's eight in the morning tomorrow there. That's weird. Freaky. I can't believe you're going over there. Yeah, I can't either. God. Are you going to see Kaz over there? Yeah, I guess so. I hope have so. you ever, you've met him before, right? Yeah. 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 I used to work with him. Tall. Tell him everything he knows. Very tall. He's not that tall. Well, not to you. I taught him a lot. Yeah, people can't tell how freakishly tall you are from pictures. When you meet him in person, you're like this really tall guy. Like people always imagine you different. I love that. Whenever I see a picture of you, somebody will comment on it. You look totally different than I thought. Somebody, somebody tweeted. Somebody, I, I think it was that two odd thing, that video you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, and there was a comment that said, "I did. I imagine John Gruber." <laughs> yeah. As <laughs> What was it? Was it cleaner? Cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me let me find that. 
How are we going to find that? I was right out of the shower. I, I mean, I was pretty it clean. It looked clean. I mean, I don't It was know. rough. It was a pretty rough night. I don't know what he was. I got to say it was. I mean, that's. I think that's what he was saying. Here it is. My top three iPhone apps from John Gruber. And uh, the comment says, let's see if it says, never knew what Gruber looked like. Never knew what Gruber looked like. Uh, then this, then somebody else says that's actually a, f- a fairly cleaned up version compared to what I've seen in the past. <laughs> I don't um, think that's fair. No, I don't think that. I think did they take that one down? They took it down. Dang, it wasn't offensive. I wasn't offended. Then they took it down. Why would they take that down? I don't know. That's very funny. Simple oh, Note, so Instagram, I, and Boxcar, your yeah. three so, favorite apps. Oh, so I didn't say Twitter. I said I did say Instagram. There Instagram. Hey, so if we skip next week, are we going to do two bonds the next week, or are we still oh, only doing no, one? We a week? can only do one a week. Two is a lot, unless we just yeah. did a bond only. But that would be a lot. To yeah, do I don't two. think so. Yeah. yeah. So whenever we have an next show, you'll be expected to have listened or watched. Uh, you only live twice. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got to right. wrap this up. It's a, yeah, this is too long. It's too long. Sorry. But uh, thanks uh, for tuning in, and we'll maybe see you next week, maybe week after. Yeah. Have a good one.